to the Luke 418 Radio Network. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. It's going to be an exciting night, folks. Exciting night at 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Right here, broadcasting in an undisclosed location. We're going to shut off all our GPS to bring to you from coast to coast, Monday Night Live. It's going to be exciting, folks. Stay tuned. Hold on to your chair. We're going to open the phone lines and love to hear from you so we can pray for you. We're going to see the power of God bring healing to your life. Pastor Valor and I will see you on the Luke 418 Radio Monday Night Live. We'll see you then, folks. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Welcome, folks, to Luke 418 Monday Night Live with your hosts, Pastor Bill and Valerie French. God bless you. Blessings this new year of 2023. This will be the first night we are broadcasting from coast to coast. Welcome, listeners. We are so excited to be back and to be back on the air. I pray that you had a wonderful transition from 2022 to 2023 as you prepared your heart and your soul for Jesus Christ to be able to use you in the midst of 2023. Pastor Valerie, say hello to our listeners. Hello, everyone. Praise God. I pray that you are well and filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, folks. This is going to be an exciting night. We're going to be talking about beware of false prophets, folks. You know, we need to speak up and teach the body of Christ that we will not be lured into these lullaby, uh, mind control fantasies of these false prophets that seems to work their way into the church. And so let me tell you something. What's behind that prophet is Jezebel. Now, I'm seeing this today, how Jezebel, back in the Old Testament, went after the prophets, and now she is going after the prophets today to work her way in the confidence of these prophets to steal, kill, and destroy these prophets, to shut down their mouths. And folks, we got to pray together. So let's loose the keys of the kingdom on Jezebel who operates in prophecy. We bind you, Jezebel, with a threefold cord. We shut your mouth now with the blood of Jesus Christ. We command your assignment to steal, kill, and destroy the church, the prophets today. We command your assignment to be null and void now in Jesus Christ's mighty name. Amen. Pastor Valerie, what do you have to say about these prophets? It's not a good thing for these prophets to be speaking false prophecies. The Bible's very clear. You know, let me let me bring yeah. up this uh, one verse here. It says Matthew 7:15, folks, listeners from coast to coast, turn to your Bible and uh, write this down. It's going to be in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are very hungry wolves. 
They want to devour you. And they are seeking whom they can destroy in the church today. Folks, God has been raising up prophets, and he's still raising up prophets today. And, you know, we need to release that gift. we got to release the tongue so they speak God's words, God's truth, and not their own. Pastor Valerie. Yes, it's extremely dangerous for these pastors and teachers of the Bible to just haphazardly come out with these prophecies and visions. I see them all over YouTube and different places where they're all excited to enlighten you by what they feel the Lord has commanded them to say. And they're very enthusiastic and it looks really real what they're saying. It seems very right. But when you hear them and you listen to them, you've got to always filter it through the Word of God. And you must see if that is consistent with the Scriptures. And many times it isn't. And at that point you must say, I don't receive that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Because there's evil spirits that are attached to those words and they deceive you. And they can cause you to be filled with all kinds of evil spirits. So it's not some casual thing. The Bible is very firm about what happens to a false prophet or a false teacher. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20, it says, But the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or her, as the case may be, or who speaks in the name of other gods, little g, that prophet shall die. It was capital punishment, folks, for those in the Old Testament, and in fact the entire Bible, because that is God's word, and what the judgment would be for false prophets. It's a very serious matter, and we must realize that as we are teachers of the word of God, we must be held more accountable when we get to heaven. We will be judged with a stricter ruler in the heavens by God because we taught. We must make sure to the best of our ability that the things that we are teaching are right and that if we prophesy in the name of the Lord, it better be in the name of the Lord God. Absolutely. You know, folks, uh, in Jeremiah 14, it says, And the Lord said to me, The prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them, or even spoke to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. You need to write this down. You need to remember what God is saying here because we are in a, a frontal assault against Jezebel and now she is going after church and the prophets. Many of you have the gift of prophecy and Satan has come against you way back in your ancestor to keep your tongue from uttering the words of God. There's a curse there that needs to be broken so you can speak God's word. Now, God has used the prophets to bring his word, but Jesus isn't every day like a horoscope. We don't go to the prophets like a horoscope every day. We don't go running up to a prophet and go, you know, I got to prophesy over me today. Prophesy over to me. That's not of God. When God speaks and tells his people to do something, you do it. It's not to be a personal prophecy of something every day like a horoscope. And this is where people misunderstand how God operates. And these prophets start following into that and start making up their own prophecy through their own emotions. That's right. They get it out of the imaginations of their own minds. 
And I really sometimes don't know what motivates these people. Because when you prophesy, you must be under the anointing, the true anointing of the Holy Spirit. And in the Old Testament, the prophets went out by the word of the Lord and spoke to the kings and to the people that he used in the Old Testament. The prophets went to them and gave them words from the Lord. And today it seems like, like Bill just said, the people run into the churches and want to get words from the Lord every day. And these people are prophesying over them like you would be using uh, the word of knowledge. But see, prophecy is not like the word of knowledge. It can be to the extent that the prophet can tell you things about your life, about things that you know about yourself that no one else would know. Certainly, that is in the in the framework of the word of knowledge. But a prophecy is something that is uttered as an oration from the word of God to anoint and edify the entire people. He would prophesy over all of Israel. And then sometimes the prophets would come in and prophesy individually to like David and things like that. King David, when when uh, the prophet Samuel came in and, and um, anointed David, but Samuel also came in and told David he was very wrong when he had sinned against Bathsheba. And David submitted to the prophet and said, yes, I'm the man I did that. And he repented of what he had done. But even though he repented, he reaped the punishment of that sin. So this is a framework of the prophets in the Old Testament to give words to Israel. And in the New Testament, there's a gift called the gift of prophecy, which is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And this is one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit that is given to those of whom God wills for them to have it. And when they you have that prophecy gift, you are endowed with a great responsibility to only utter what God is saying and not to utter what is in the imagination of your own mind. Unfortunately, many of the so-called prophets today, they're seeing visions and dreams. And when they see these visions and have these dreams, they automatically think that it's from God. And then they want to tell everybody in the whole world this vision and this dream without even considering, is this really God's will? Is this God telling me this? And many times they will be uttering these things in the imaginations of their own minds. And also they could be uttering these things from evil spirits giving these, these dreams and visions. The devil can counterfeit prophecy, folks. He can give someone false dreams, false visions, and then you have to understand what is in the context of that vision, what is in the context of that dream. I heard of someone once who got a vision, and he was a very, very um, popular person, and he gave a vision of how Jesus was in a room with a bunch of saints and he felt that he was in heaven and they were in this big room and there was a staircase that went up to the top corner of the room and then there was a door that went out of the room and at that door before it went out Jesus was standing there this is what he was saying and as the people walked up the staircase in a line they all got up to Jesus and before they went through the door Jesus kissed them on the mouth. Right then, folks, red flags, red flags. Uh-uh. Is that scripturally consistent with the Bible, that Jesus would kiss you on the mouth? 
No, I don't see anywhere in the Bible talks about you kiss somebody in the mouth. It says kiss them on the cheek. They kiss them that's on a the holy, cheeks. And that's a holy kiss. kiss. In the back in that culture, and, and I yes. and you see, this is where the problem is because they start sharing this, and because it's somebody they look up to in the uh, uh, in their denomination or their group, and so they. Um, um, they go, oh, okay, well, this is what we're supposed to do. This is what Satan wants to do. He wants to infiltrate the church and to uh, pollute the church with abomination. And so this happens because the church doesn't have a discernment. The church it doesn't go into the scriptures to study to see if this is true because they're Bible ignorant of the Word of God. They're lazy. They don't want to study the Word. They don't want to take time to study. They allow the busyness of their life to control them instead of asking the Holy Spirit, help me, Holy Spirit, take me to the Word of God. That's something exciting so I can go ahead and start dissecting it and gleaming from what you're trying to tell me in the Word of God. In the Old Testament, there was a, there is a scripture that says that if the word of the Lord does not come true, then that prophet would be stoned. But if the word of the Lord came true, then that was from God, and that was a good word from the Lord, and it edified the people. So it was pretty clear from God that prophecy must be true and correct and from the word of the Lord. And there are many prophecies today that have been given and and several prophets of today that are good prophets that are declaring the word of the Lord, the true word of the Lord. And you can see that their prophecies have come true. And one of the things that I really admire that Pastor has said in the past is that we must not think that the prophecy is going to become true at a certain time. We must not date them because then we're looking here and there next week, you know, a month later uh, to see if the prophecy came true. And if it didn't come true, then we're thinking, oh, it's a false prophet. But this prophecy may have only been does from the Lord to come true even years down the road. So we must see that when these prophecies come true, we can't date them and get impatient. Yes, some prophecies can come true very fast, but then again, some prophecies have not come true for at least 2,000 years or more, the ones that are in the New Testament. And just now, many of these prophecies have come true. So we must be very careful when we date prophecies and when we follow people who are setting dates. We're very careful about setting dates here in Luke 4.18 church. We've learned. Even Jesus said that no one would know the day or the hour of his coming. And that is true. But we will know the season So that's very important. And as time moves on now, we are in the last days. It's apparent completely that we are in the last days, the pre-tribulation hours. And things have heated up here on the earth. And there's been many more false prophets, false teachers, false Christs, and false messiahs have appeared. And we have to be even more vigilant in testing the spirits. We must be careful when we watch a video, even if we really like the person. We've got to always tell ourselves, I put the blood of Jesus on my ear gates and my eye gates before I see this video. I test the spirits in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that this is of God. And then you let the Holy Spirit download to you while you're listening, is this of God 
or is this not of God? We must be the ones to discern that through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And it's very important in these last days to be sure that we're hearing true and correct visions from the Lord. Praise God. You know, I was hearing Pastor Bill speak the other day about uh, some individual that was saying that in heaven that there'll be Santa Claus up there. And he's, what? Santa Claus? Because God wants us to have fun and wants the children that are up there in heaven to have fun. Yeah, we've we got to have some discernment, folks. You know, in Jude chapter 1, verse 4, uh, you want to turn to that and write that down. Jude chapter 1, verse 4, For certain people have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation. Ungodly people who perverted the grace of our God into sensuality and denied our only Master and Lord, Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. Folks, the scripture is full of warnings of these false prophets. And the scripture God tells us that we must test these spirits. We must test these spirits because Matthew 24, 11 states, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Now we're exposing this so that you will not be led astray. Folks, in 1 John 4, 1, write this down. Beloved brothers and sisters, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether there are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. And folks, we're seeing a lot of false prophets today. This is the um, the danger of going to a prophet every single day is because you become lack in your Bible. You don't study your word and you're looking for the word come from the prophet and you want God to speak something into your life every single day. You see, folks, that's not how where it works, you know. Occasionally that happens. But most of the time, it's for you. It's your responsibility to study the word. It's your responsibility to start cleaning yourself up. It's your responsibility to start changing so you can be transformed into the image of Christ Jesus. So again, that's 1 John 4, 1, where it states, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many faults, see, this is making a statement now, for many false prophets have gone out into this world. And I'll tell you right now, um, my beautiful wife, Pastor Valerie, was alluding to this one uh, statement from this uh, false prophet that has pink hair and says that this individual prophet is the only revelator of God and that this false prophet goes to heaven on daily um, trips and comes back to tell you about heaven and what God has to say. You see, folks, we don't need a person to go to heaven and bring back the word because the Holy Spirit that comes into you when you're baptized is the one who's to teach you, to train you, to lead you, to guide you, to comfort you. It is not looking for a human being to who goes to many trips in a day to heaven and comes back with the revelator of God. Now, many false angels will do the same thing. We're to stay away from them. So this is danger. This should be red flagged when somebody mentions this. And if you allow them to talk, these false prophets are long enough. They'll start saying things that are not biblical. You got to remember when someone's a false prophet, they're not going to be a hundred percent all the time telling lies. They're going to always mix the truth into the lies because that 
that makes the best lie. If you study in the book of Genesis how Eve was deceived by the serpent, and you can see what the serpent's choice words and how he worded it in order to deceive this woman. Learn from that. You see, the devil's not going to come to you and say, I'm the devil. And then you're going to, well, he's the devil. I'm going to run. Moon. Then you're gone. No. The devil's going to come like an angel light. What does that mean, the angel light? See, Jesus Christ is the light. And when he comes back and sets up his kingdom, there will be no more stars. There'll be no more planets. There will be no more sun because his light will engulf the whole entire presence of the new earth and heaven. And so, folks, we got to study the scripture. We need to know the scripture. We got to be rooted and grounded in the word of God so we will not be deceived. Why are, why are we telling this? Why is Pastor Valerie and I trying to prepare you? Because there is a deception that is coming that is so powerful that will look like it's from God himself. It is so powerful that many are going to be led astray. It's so powerful. It could, it almost, it could Deceive the elect. This is how powerful it is. But how many false prophets are we exposing? You know, Jezebel, in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, talks about how God has something against this church. And he says, you've been tolerating this woman, Jezebel, who prophesies, who calls herself a prophetess. And God says that, let me read it to you. He says, but in Revelations 2.20, but I have this against you, that you tolerate the woman, Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and eat food sacrificed to idols. Pastor Valerie, we are living in the last days. And you know the food that comes from these plants are being being offered up to idols, being offered up to false gods. And we need to pray and break off the dedication of these food before we go ahead and eat them, bringing food into the holy temple of God. You see, Satan is clever. He knows how to pollute you. He knows how to bring sickness and disease to stop you in your track from doing what God has called you to do. Folks, we got to start becoming wise instead of little ignorant little lambs that are being led to the slaughter daily and don't have a clue. You see, you're, you're to be a watchman of the wall. You're to start studying the scriptures, be grounded in the word of God and start allowing God to use your mouth to proclaim truth. That's for sure. Yes. And, you know, the Bible is not black and white on many issues. You can't say that everybody that went to heaven was not of God. You have to, in a sense, it's, there was an old adage that says, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I see that happening so much with people that are listening to other people teaching. For instance... When we say that many of these false prophets have not been to heaven, and we say that anybody who teaches you that these have been to heaven are not of God, it doesn't mean that everybody who's ever gone to heaven was not of God. Now, Paul had visions of heaven and things, and they're in the Bible, in the New Testament. But he was the apostle and he had some visions, and they were of the Lord. They were in the Word of God, and they were consistent with Scripture, and also people who have actually died and had near-death experiences. 
some of the people have truly seen Christ and gone to heaven. But there again, you have to use the discernment of the Holy Spirit and the gift he's given you to test these spirits and know whether it was really of God or not. And there's been some people who've actually gone to hell and back. And they have very candid visions and, and experiences of what happened there. But it's very anointed. It's scripturally consistent, as I like to say. It lines up with the Word of God. And they're not saying some crazy outlandish thing like Walt Disney's in heaven. My friends, Walt Disney was a Freemason. A 30, <laughs> That's pretty Freemason. funny. Are you trying to be a comedian? <laughs> <laughs> His whole, Walt, the Disneyland was all based on witchcraft. He still is. Yeah. It's, and it's actually, it's, it's come out. All of it's come out now. What was behind the scenes years ago has now come out into the forefront. It was all going on. A long time ago, the witchcraft and the perversion and things, but we never knew about it. When I was little, we never. No, knew about we never. That. Where's the church? This is this is my beef. Where's the? T you know, they remember that old lady was. Where's the beef? Well, here's my beef. You know, I have a beef against the church not alarming, sounding the alarm against false prophets, against these heresies that are in the church today, and now we have to clean up that mess. Yes. You and I, brothers and sisters, have to clean up the mess that our forefathers of the church did not have the boldness and the confidence to speak out against the false Balaam worship that's in the church today. God wants to take you deeper into his worship. He wants to take you deeper into his knowledge to reveal the mystery of God's word. And no, 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 the church is still sucking on spiritual milk, sucking on their spiritual chupies. What is that, folks? What is that? That's where the devil wants you to stay. That's where the devil likes you to be. But we got to break out of this cage that the devil has caged us in and start being bold as lions, speaking the truth. It doesn't matter who you offend. Start speaking the truth that the captives will be set free. Give God a Amen. shout. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. You know, I went to Bible college when I was 18. I got a degree in biblical studies and theology. And the whole purpose that I really wanted to go there, so I had a couple of reasons why I really want, felt the Lord had led me to go there. And one of them was because I wanted to learn the Bible and the scriptures so I wouldn't fall into false teaching and false doctrine. And I went to a very good Assemblies of God Biblical College, and they taught me the basics of the Bible, the basic doctrines, and then I learned theology. And all theology is, it's a, it's a word that in the Greek, now, ology in the Greek means the study of, and theos means God. So, if you put the two words together, it's theology, the study of God. So, these sometimes I, I've even heard a song years ago that said, I don't need no theology. And I was going, uh, excuse me, <laughs> we need to know the Word of God, we need to know the doctrines, the teachings of the Word of God correctly. As long as we don't receive a religious spirit and become prideful. Now, there's the danger there. Going to a Bible college and becoming prideful. Then we get a religious spirit and we think we know everything and everybody else doesn't know anything. Yeah, the devil loves yeah, that. Loves you know that. why? <laughs> because... Pride is right there to build you up, yes. and he's going to build your following. He's going to build your church, and then you get at the top, and wow, look at me, you know, 
thanks. I got all this Bible knowledge and boom, pride goes before the fall. I've seen this happen yeah. many times of demons behind this. Pastor Valerie. You know, folks, we must have balance in our Christian life. We must be balanced in our knowledge of the Word of God, our understanding of the doctrines of the Bible. Many times it's like a pendulum going way over one way and then way over the other way. And you know how a pendulum goes, swings way back and forth. Well, a lot of people nowadays are like these pendulums. They're going way over here one way and then way over here another way. And they get into these crazy uh, fetishes. And they, God wants us to be in balance in the middle. Yeah, and, he, he, yes. he wants you to be balanced, you know. That's uh, so important that we're balanced, folks. That's why you got to study the Word of God. You just can't be, you know, just taking it and not studying. You you must test every spirit. Yes. Amen? Yes. And and so how do we find out these false teachers? Because, you know, you just got to let them talk, and then pretty soon, you go, whoa, that doesn't line up to the Word of God. You know, Walt Disney was a 33rd degree Freemason, and the first lodge of Freemasonry is called the Blue Lodge. And when you go in there and you make your oath to that, you're denouncing Jesus the Christ of Nazareth, and you're putting Lucifer as the great architect of the universe. And that um, ring that has a G on it that you receive is the covenant that you have with Lucifer. See, folks, <laughs> there's you gotta you gotta do your research so you know so you won't get sucked into these um, these deceptions that the devil has for you, and so his whole Disneyland was theme was made to produce. Um, witchcraft in their movies and uh, the worship of idolatry. And so then this, this is what this prophet said, you know, Walt Disney is in uh, heaven and uh, he made it to heaven. The reason why he did was because he made a place for children to have fun. And God loves to have fun. You know, folks... This goes right back down to what we read earlier concerning about the uh, visions of their own mind. In Jeremiah twenty three sixteen. thus saith the Lord of hosts, do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesied to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds and not from the mouth of the Lord. Folks, this is, this is, this is horrible and this happening today. Jeremiah 14, 14 says, and the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination and deceit to their own minds. Folks, we must guard our mind. How are you going to guard your mind if you don't study the Word of God? You're going to be like a wave being tossed to and fro, uh, going from one prophet to another prophet to an event at one church and not grounding your roots into one church that's preaching the doctrine of Jesus Christ. That's right. We must have a church that preaches the true Word of God and the essentials of the faith. And what are the essentials of the faith, folks? The essentials of the faith are the fact that God is a trinity. Father God, Jesus Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They are three in one. And this is the trinity. And that Jesus came, born of the Virgin Mary, lived a sinless life, preached the gospel, healed the sick, cast out demons, prophesied, and then when he died on a cruel cross at Calvary, he died for the sins of all mankind once and for all. And then when he went to hell, he took the keys 
of death and Hades, and he rose the third day from the tomb. He put his blood on the mercy seat in heaven, and he atoned for the sins of mankind. This is the essentials of the faith, folks, and we cannot ever deviate from this. No Christian. We cannot deviate from the essentials of the faith. But if there are certain things that we don't understand in the Bible or things that we may disagree about, for example, are pets in heaven? Well, a lot of people disagree. Well, it's the pets go to heaven. Whether you agree with it or not, it's not the essential of the faith. So there's other things that we can disagree and agree on, but never Never turn that into an argument. And the problem with one of the things in theology I learned was the study of apologetics. Well, that is the study of the faith, the doctrines of the Bible. And people who are apologists go out and they talk about the doctrines of the faith and they have a real heart to help people get into the right doctrines. But unfortunately, many times, if they don't go out in the right spirit, as we talked about as a religious spirit, these conversations can be turned into arguments. God doesn't want us to argue. He doesn't want us to hate one another. These arguments about doctrines in Scripture have constituted wars and all kinds of denominational wars and killings. God never wanted it to do that. He didn't want us to split off into 50 million different denominations where people hate one another if they are of this denomination or that denomination. And they create, look at the, throughout history, look at the Thirty Years' War, look at the, the rift between the Protestants and the Catholics and all the different denominations and the battling. God doesn't want all of that, folks, but he wants us to teach the true and right doctrine. And I commend those who went out many years ago and fought for good faith and good doctrine when the church had gotten off in their doctrine, and they came and made things right. And even in the New Testament, the Lord they were the Bereans were commended in the book of Acts because they went out and diligently sought if that word they were given was true or not. They didn't just take it verbatim. They went out and diligently sought to see whether that word was true or not. And that's what God wants us to do. We must see if these words are true and correct with Jesus Christ. Amen to that. John fourteen six says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we must study the scriptures. We must memorize the scriptures. We must know if this, uh, what people are saying, lines up to the word of God. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of Christians that have been fooled. Simply on that verse alone, they, they think that there's many ways to God. Why, why is there only one way to God? I, that doesn't seem right to me. Uh, surely there can be many ways to God. Look at all the cultures in the world. We must let everybody just believe what they want to believe and have a intrafaith where all the religions come together and they can be separate and be with each other and all believe different things. And then everybody will go to heaven. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. That just doesn't cut it. It's not biblical. It's not scriptural. Sure ain't. It's not what God teaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what they usually teach. Just be good. If you're good enough, you'll get to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> folks, you know, let's turn to Colossians yes. chapter 2.8. And it says that, uh, actually, we're going to go to 2 Timothy 4.3. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but have itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions folks we're seeing this today it's not going to come a time it's it's happening now that's why when you start speaking the truth they don't want to listen to you it just goes right over their head amen so now we go turn to colossians 2 8 see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human traditions, according to the element spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Folks, this is why we've been teaching you here at the Luke 418 Radio and the Luke 418 Church, exposing the darkness that's in this world. We're exposing Christians are still continuing to worship 
Baal, Balaam worship, because their cursed items will bring sickness and disease in your home. So we're not seeing a time coming. We are living in the last days now. Second Peter 2, 3. And in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle. For their destruction is not asleep. They're hungry wolves in the church to kill, steal, and destroy. They're there to stop you. So we must be grounded in the word of God and uh, don't believe every spirit, but listen to what they're saying and go back into the scripture to see if it's true. Give God a shout for that. Amen. You know, in the New Testament, Paul spent much of the New Testament contesting false teaching. In the early church, it seems as though this is the same thing that happens today. We have revivals, and things seem really good in the beginning, just like it was in the book of Acts, and everyone's doing fine, and then all of a sudden, little by little, all these little false teachings creep in. And then before you know it, everything's in a big mess. Well, Paul, in the beginning, the Jerusalem church, when the Holy Spirit fell on the 120 in the upper room, and as you read in the book of Acts, they had a communal living for a short time, and the church was doing very well, and everyone was in one accord. And then, little by little, these teachings came in, and when they went to the different cities and towns, all these things started creeping up here and there, and Paul spent the rest of the New Testament fighting over these, I wouldn't use the word fighting, that's a poor choice of words. He was contesting with all these false teachings and false doctrines in the church, and there were many. And it even to the point where he got fed up with it, this happened in the New Testament, folks, Paul got fed up with all of the false teachings and doctrinal problems, and he went out and just made tents for quite some time. And then the Holy Spirit called him back, and he came back and humbled himself and started teaching again. But it was really, really hard in the New Testament with all these false doctrines. And folks, even us, you know, our, our patience gets thin a little bit here and there. When we hear of all these false bickerings and fightings in the church and these false teachings, sometimes we feel like throwing in the towel. <laughs> but no, no, folks, we must keep going, just like Paul. He put his hands on the plow and didn't look back. And we here at Luke 418 Church make it a very important part of our ministry to research the Bible, learn the scriptures, learn the doctrines correctly, and teach them correctly so that you will be brought up in the service of the Lord with the right and true correct doctrines of the faith so you can have victory in Christ Jesus. Because we don't want the Lord to admonish you and, you know, punish you and tell you and rebuke you and tell you that you've done the wrong thing. And that would not be good in the last day, in the last day before yeah, that's we appear right. before God to be rebuked and to have some of these punishments that are in the Bible for false teachers. That's right. Now I'm going to leave you with this, folks. Matthew 24, 11, write that down. 1 Corinthians 14, 33, 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen, and 2 Peter 2, 2. Matthew 24, 11, and many false prophets will rise and lead many astray. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God did not, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace, as it is in all the churches of the saints. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. For such a man are false prophets, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. 2 Peter 2, 2. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them, the way of truth will be blaspheming. 
So I encourage you, brothers and sisters, get grounded in the Word of God. Start studying the Word of God. I'm not saying just read it. You've got to study it. And a good place for you to have a free tools on the Internet is blueletterbible.org. And start learning how to use those tools to look up Greek words and their meanings so you'll understand the words and the passages in context. So you can be a watchman on the wall and you can speak truth that will annihilate every demon that tries to come against you. Amen. 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 Any last words, Pastor Valerie? Folks, we love you. The Lord loves you. He wants you to be in heaven with him. He doesn't want to scold you when you get there and where you will have no works. They'll all be burnt up because you deceived many people with false doctrines. And a lot of times good-meaning people think they know the right thing, but they're ignorant to the word of God and they haven't tested the spirits and they haven't looked into a matter. They just believe what someone had told them. And then they go and teach it. Folks, we must pray for the church. The body of Christ is full of false teachers. Amen. We must to pray that. that the bride of Christ will be washed ready. Yes. Without spot and blemish. Yes. When Christ returns to take Father her home. God, open up the church, spiritualize and spiritual ears, convict their heart, illuminate their mind. Father God, convict us of our sins that we may draw close to you. Father, empower us through your grace to have power over sin. Use us in a mighty way to expose the devil and to set the captives free. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we all said, Amen. Amen. Folks, God bless you, listeners. We are so joyful that you joined us today from coast to coast and we'll be on next Monday at the same time, 7 p.m. Pacific time on the Luke 418 Monday Night Live. God bless you. You have a great evening. Bye-bye. You guys rock. You guys rock. Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels.